Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Hey, we're back, everybody. We are back in the New York groove. Groovy, baby. We're in the uh, Lunch Stuff Studios. Oh, yeah. Coming to you from Greenwich Village, New York City. The birthplace of something. Folk? Uh, well, fo- I don't know about birth, but like uh, Folk and Hendrix was over here. Yeah, and Dylan. Uh, Dave Van Ronk or whatever the fuck is <laughs> that, that guy. Ronk. He was the, uh, he was the, Greenwich, he was the Lewin Davis guy. The oh, Pope of him? Greenwich Village or the Popeye of G- Greenwich Village. He was something. The mayor of Greenwich Village. Oh, I don't yeah. know. He was some shit. You got your Woody Allens down there, your Cosby. Cosby. Yes. Uh, by the way, Norm MacDonald had an interesting point on Twitter. He was going back and forth and they were saying... He always people always say Pryor is the best, but he's like, well, wouldn't that make Cosby the best? Because Pryor was doing Cosby. Well, I've been saying that since 1985. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on the pot. I've been saying it. Well, Cosby's number one to me. Yeah, but then everybody's like, well, what about Cosby? Cosby's a lunatic. He's like, what are you kidding? He's the best guy. So it was a whole thing. Yeah, I mean they're both great. Uh, I love them both. Sometimes I think Patrice is better than all of them. Because mm. those guys, I mean, comedy doesn't hold up well, which we've talked about. Sure. Which is one of the kind of charming things about it, but like. To me, there's like there's no bad Patrice. There's like ah. hours of bad Carlin and Pryor. Yeah, I I love Patrice, but there's a couple of YouTube clips where you're like this this is all isn't really working. Yeah, I can see that. But maybe. His, his specials are all top notch. Even Mr. P was killer, and that was like Mr. a B side. Yeah, you call Elephant it. in the Room, and then like that Showtime half hour, the HBO and, half hour, the Pepsi Cola rapist. Yeah, all that's like it's amazing, and you're like this guy. This is his, everything he does is as good as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty. Uh-oh. Was that too inside out of the gate? What do you you keep saying inside? These are comedy fans. All right, I worry. You you insult the audience when you say that. Well, I don't think people know comedy as well as us. I don't think that's an insult. They don't know it as well as us, probably, but they know it. It's not like they're like, wait, Patrice, what? Who? Uh, They all know Patrice. They know Richard Pryor. They know George. It's not like we're talking about fucking... Matt Wayne sat at the Brooklyn Bowl last night. You he know did the what bowl? I mean? <laughs> yeah. Wow, good for Wayne. That's um, a good gig. Uh, I'm going to sit like this. Is this okay? Not really, but I'll take it. I got Wow. I got my legs crossed, and I'm wearing basketball shots and uh, real pale, long, long legs and black socks. It's a whole situation. Is that how you cross? You don't do this move with I the I do that sometimes, out? but here's the thing. I don't want to kick. I gotta, your computer is next to my large T, uh-huh. so and you have a precariously... Awkward table. It's one of these like thin pole on the uh, right, and then there's nothing underneath the rest of it. Harder to knock over than you think, though. That thing is uh, built to wiggle. Hey, look at that. Give that a good good shove. Well, I'm not worried about knocking over the table. I'm worried about knocking the tea. The tea onto my leg and burning it, and then you're Got ruining it. your computer, and then we have no podcast, I'll, and we're both move gay. the table? I'll no, move. I like the table because oh. the tea is there. All I right. just want to sit like this is my solution. Solution. I sit like a big lady. Yeah, that's a decent thigh you got there. Well, thank you. I'm having real short problems. Oh, yeah. Because we've talked about this, I think, possibly on the pod before. I have long problems. You know, no one calls... I think we might have said this exact thing. So pardon me if I'm in the... Uh, 
in the repeats, reruns here. Yeah. Nobody calls you to say, hey, cargo shorts are out. Jean uh-huh. shorts are out. All of a sudden, you just get made fun of for wearing yes. jean shorts and cargo shorts. So jean right. and cargo are out. And so I, I got to go buy like fabric shorts or corduroy shorts, the plaid business. Uh-huh. I haven't done that. So I'm just wearing old basketball shorts. Yeah. And last night I went to a rock and roll show and I pick up my buddy. He's like, what are you doing? This is what you're wearing? You're wearing fucking gym shorts? And I'm like, I don't know what shorts are anymore. Well, f- a couple things. First of all. Fuck them. Just keep wearing the, sh- the cargo. You want to wear cargo? Wear cargo. Yeah, well, that's, why, that's what I'm, I'm fucking them this way. I'm fucking them with basketball shorts. I'm right, wearing we... a mesh gray dirty short. Well, and my other thing is, uh, yeah, that's true about the fashion. How the hell do we know? It's the same with the, the words. Like, you know, fat guy now is person of size. Oh, that's, come on. I know. It's so stupid. And I was like, how do I know? Because now I'm, I'm, I'm a bigot. Bigot's a funny word for a fat guy. But it's how do I know, like... That, that that word's out. You know, they're like, whoa, whoa, it's flight attendant now. You're like, all right, well, I have to say it wrong for to learn. Well, I, I think we talked about this before, too. I was in Tampa a couple of years ago. Some guy was like, you know, one of the basketball players, they get Baylor, like, punched a teammate. Uh-huh. And this old white guy was like, ah, this guy's a thug. And then this, like, hipster comic was like, thug, hear him saying thug? That's racist. Oh, right. And I'm like, I think he's saying thug. Like, he's being nice yeah yeah like i think this guy 20 years ago would have been calling him the n-word right but was like you know what he's the right let's let bygones be bygone we gotta grow yeah he's a thug and then this kid's like thug you can't say thug yeah and you're weird. like well he's a kid punching his teammate in the face i don't know right. why but i think thug is now associated with african-american sure sure thug thug bone thug rap thug life thank tupac. you tupac well, also, uh, gangster was like a you know Al Capone. Yes, and then it got associated with like gangster rap, mm-hmm. and the that same with thug. Gangsta, similar to the N word. So yeah. it's similar to the N word, but uh, different. You know what I was thinking? I was in Bean Town last weekend, and speaking they, of the N word. Well, yeah, that's what I, my point. They take the er off of every word, so. It, in a weird way, everybody calls Boston racist, but they're taking the ER away and, and saying it the right way. They leave it on that word. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one they hit. All right. um, but the N-word, speaking of the N-word, the N-word, the A version. Yeah. I mean, and we've talked about this before. We're all on reruns here, but at the gym, I was at the gym today and oh, I was thinking about yeah. it. I hear the N-word between the music and then the people in the locker room. I hear the N-word, no joke, 40 times yeah. in uh, 45 minutes at the gym. Right. Because the music is all my N-word, my N-word, you're an N-word, this is an N-word. And then every single guy at the gym is saying it uh, uh, comically. And these are Latinos. Latinos and some like Asian, Middle Eastern, maybe an Asian. There's some black people there too, but mostly it's Middle East. I mean, Middle Eastern. It's uh, it's mostly Latinos. Yeah. Well, it's in. Is it the Zeitgeist it's and Asian? It's in the Zeitgeist. Yeah, I guess so. It's not in the White Geist though. You can't. No, no, no. It's just uh, we've talked about this at at nauseum. Yes. Nauseum. Yes. Ad nauseum. And uh, ad nauseum. I always think it's at nauseum. Ah, uh, no, you got to subtract. Um, ad nauseum. Multiply. You know, Bill Maher says it in joke form, and he's got to apologize and uh-huh. have three blacks on to tell him what's what, and he gets threatened to be fired. But then I'm at the gym. I hear it 80 times. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you know, I guess, what do I know? Well, I see what you're saying, but also, to your point, it's a curse word, so we should still... I'm not like a sensitive guy or anything, but if you're at a if you're at a Baskin Robbins and somebody's going, "Hey, N word, give me that butter pecan," yeah, 
It's still like saying, "Hey, cunt, give me that." You know, you're still a, you're saying still saying a a curse. Yeah, it's strange to be on the phone or talking to your buddy at Baskin Robbins, if you will, or Pizza Hut or uh, Dunkin' Donuts, sure, or ever to just be like, "Ah, fucking, I'm gonna get a fucking ice cream here, right. and I'm gonna fuck my mother in the ass after I eat my fucking ice cream." Yeah, it's it's strange to behave that way, but that's the this inner city latino black community is saying the n-word i guess and you just gotta go okay but i find it off-putting i mean i find it off-putting when white people use it sure um obviously and that's a little more hateful so it's more off-putting but when people use it in a hateful manner but like it's also off-putting to hear like you said it's still like a harsh word now i want pudding to just hear a guy saying that well yeah bill cosby (laughs) um uh, An N-word yeah. from Philly. That's Dave right. Chappelle. He hates the N-word. Right. That's a great Chappelle joke. Oh, yeah. Pull your pants people, up. People forget. Yeah, he said. Sometimes you forget he's an N-word from Philly, and he's going to say some real shit. Right. It right. sounds a lot better from him when he's you know saying the real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the N-word, it's tricky. It's a funny word. I'm uncomfortable now. Sure. Repeatedly saying N-word. Yeah. I don't think we're supposed to be talking about it. This here is no good. Oh, boy. Well, we'll, we did come in hot there. Boy, we went right into something. Well, what are we, uh, five minutes in and we're talking N-word? Yeah, well, we keep it real and we keep it gay and we're both doing anal sex. How did we get to the N-word? I don't even remember. Oh, because... The gym? I I was saying that you don't know what... The cargo shorts with fashion, I go, well, you don't know when the word changes either, and then it went there. Yeah, you just get made fun of all of a sudden. Everyone's like, what do you got, cargo shorts, you fucking loser? And I'm like, well, nobody emailed me to say whatever. And that's why I feel bad about dads. People are like, oh, dad jeans. Like, those are just jeans. Yeah. Those are jeans in the 80s. Mom jeans. You're like, well, I thought these were all right. Now, mom jeans are back, so eventually dad jeans will be back. Mm. It'll be cool. Like, you know, the, the cool hip kids will be wearing... You know, loose acid wash jeans or whatever it is. Right. High jeans, whatever dad jean is. And then the dad bod is bad, but it's also good. I, I, some Why is girls it good? love the dad bod. I, it's all very anal. Well, that might that's like a fetish. It's not good. Someone might like a dad bod. I think it's above 50% are into a dad bod. No. I'm telling I think I've read that in uh, Queef Magazine or one of those. Well, I'll tell you, I've been, reading, I've been reading up on some sex stuff, reading like sex magazines and blogs because I'm fascinated with sex, of course, and I'm having sex with my wife trying to spice it up. So I've been reading a lot of things that women are into and yes. not into. It's fascinating. It is because they don't tell us. Well, the number one thing, I read one article, the number one thing they want in sex is for you to express that you're enjoying yourself, but also is that right? for them to call you daddy. Huh. They want to call you daddy. They want to that call That was the daddy. number one thing. Like, call me your daddy. I don't know what it is. What? But they like that. They want to fucking, yeah, you're my daddy. Fuck me, daddy. I don't know what the hell's going on there. But that was like the number one. This It was like oh. the headline was like, things that might surprise you, whatever. Call me daddy. Yeah, they want to be like, yeah, fucking come to daddy. Oh, I can't say that in a sexual setting. Well, ask her. Feel her out. I'll I, feel I do. her. I'm feeling her out every night. <laughs> feel her in. Feel her tits. I want to just, I want to be like, whatever you're into, I got to get in there. But yeah, know, my sure. wife is a quiet guy. I mean, she's not asking for the daddy. I was just Googling. Hey, maybe she wants the daddy. She might want a daddy. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's the dominance at the end of the day. They want that dominance. That's I where the choking so. and the hair pulling and the spanking, it's all dead. I think I'm a woman because I want Dom. I want you to pull, I mean, not you, but uh, a guy similar to you to pull my hair and come in my mouth. Right, right. Well, we've. <laughs> We've heard this from before from you. Yeah, I've been all repeats this week. But I, 
some women don't want that. Some women don't want. That's why it's they tough. want to dominate or they don't want to dominate. It's you know it's tricky. That's why you got to feel out. You got to you got to test the waters there. Well, if you're in a long term relationship, marriage, you have to just be like. And this is what I've been working on. This is removed from Alan. This is my own thing. I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna, I got some needs here. So you're going to have to, even you if gotta, you think this is silly. You got to vocalize. You're going to have to step on my tits here. Sure. And even if you're like, I feel weird, you're like, don't, because this, this is what I'm needing. You need to call me daddy. Right, right. Or call me mummy. Call me by your name. See, I would never want my wife to be like, yeah, call me your mother. I don't understand the daddy thing. Yeah, interesting. I don't understand baby talk. Baby talk. That's a big bedroom. What do you thing. mean, like Gaga, Goo Goo, Goo Goo Gaga? Well, like, hey man, dude, go touch my titties. Oh yeah, my ex would do baby talk, and I was, I was always like, well, isn't this just kind of pushing on pedophilia here? Well, the baby talk is more like a snuggle, right? Like, I love you. I like being with you. You're my buddy. Yeah. Not a sex. You know, no. like keep my little pussy. I've, I've had it. Really, baby yes. talk, sex, baby dirty talk. And I'm to the point where I'd, I'd rather you go old lady talk. Go old on me. Reverse it. Flip oh. it. Flip it and reverse it. Oh, fuck my old anal. Ah, lick my veins or whatever, you know. Yeah. Fall and I can't get off. Lick my love pump. Sure. Oh. Well, what's that? That's from Spinal Tap. Oh, okay. Lick my love pump. Oh, that's funny. But yeah. I, <laughs> it's very funny. The baby talk, I uh, I don't, don't, don't care for. But that goes along with the daddy thing, you know. You're a baby. Daddy's taking care of you. Daddy-o. Dad, dad, you're not going to be picking a fight, dad, dad, daddy-o. Yeah. Uh, well, write in. Ladies, we've had some good vaginal advice in the past. Write it Tuesdays with Stories at Gmail. Write in and tell us what, what you're thinking. It's fascinating because we want to please gals, but they're so hidden with this shit. And I get it. It's uncomfortable. It's very personal. It's it's your own weird private shit. But, like, let us please you. Tell us. Teach us. We have to go into magazines and hide and read this shit in a corner quietly. Come I know. On, talk it, to us. It must be in there somewhere. Oh, it's in there, baby. This is why guys read diaries and shit. Yes. They're like, what makes you tick? And, and whatever Frank. it is, I'm into it. I'm into what you're into. Yeah, like, I if you were like, you. all I think about is fucking nine black guy, I want to blow the New York tell Knicks. Me. I'm like, tell me. I'll get into that. Yes. That's why it's so frustrating being a guy because you're like, uh, you know, like girls get together and like, he did this. Can you believe this loser did this? You're like, well, maybe he was trying. Maybe you are. Some other girl was into that. And how's he supposed to know? We got to take shots. We got to guess. Yeah, you got to shoot and shot. Shoot and shot in the face. But yeah, so uh, yeah, you got to take a take a gamble. Throw it out there. Maybe she would fucking love it. And yeah, maybe she'll make fun of you later. But that's why it's tough because you're not telling us. I know. And that's what's hard. I do a joke about it. It's hard to segue back into regular life again oh, you have to be yeah. like what do you want to watch you want to watch uh, netflix here so that's what i have to say now i got I'm like everything that happens here we we keep here and then yep. we go back to being little scoops it's a weird little gay oath you know a, a gay oath yeah horrible Gross. cereal but uh, it's just like a, a pact yes you know yeah you, you do your thing in the bedroom and then you come back here and you watch mrs mazel and you go <laughs> That wasn't weird. Yeah, but you crank it up a little bit. Now, all of a sudden, you're thinking about it during the day. Uh-huh. You're thinking about it throughout the day. Because you have the regular sex, then you, just, you have your sex, then you switch up. But you get weird. You get some spicy business going. I hope. All of a sudden, like, during the day, I'm on the bus because my dick is moving. Because I'm thinking oh, about what was yeah. happening yesterday, oh, last yeah. night, or this morning. My gal likes the mirror. Mirror. Big mirror on the wall. Oh, I like that. I've had that once. She didn't realize there was a mirror. We were staying at a hotel. I might have to fart in the mic. Please. You still doing that? Yeah, especially with the shorts. Oh, it was a uh, silent little nugget. Damn it. 
Nugget with uh, an A. What a tease. Uh, sorry. Well, I can Nugget. smell it if that does anything for you. Nugget, please. Well, yeah, one time we were staying at a hotel, and I realized there was a mirror, and uh, she couldn't quite see it from her perspective. Yeah. And so it was nice, because it's like... You know, it's like watching uh, porn. Yeah, it's an extra angle, too, because all you can see is a butthole or a back of the ponytail. But now you get a, a nip and a bush and a tooth gap. Yeah, nip and a bush. I love that. That sounds like an order at a bar. Oh, yeah. Give me a, a nip, nip and a bush. bush. A nip is a thing. Oh, yeah. They usually sell it at bars. But... Buttery nip. I mean, I love sex. And that's the thing, too. I have this thing. This is my problem, too. I work on in therapy. And this is a very cynical, negative thing. I don't mean to bum people out. But I look at like life and sex is like we do have a limited time on earth oh yeah so it's like we gotta get in what we need to get in like i'll go days like i go on the road i'm like i got five days in the road i'm like that's five days of no sex those days are gone forever wow you look at sex that way i look at well i look at life that way sex or like time with my wife i'm like i'll go the end of the day like this is what's hard our schedules are i'm on the road i'm like a whole day went by where I didn't get to spend time with my wife. We're gonna die. One of us is gonna die at some point. It's very cynical and not really appropriate way to think no, about life. No, no, I think that's uh, beautiful. You you love her that much. You want to soak all the time up. You want to soak. I mean, it's like that with your parents and your friends, everything too. Yeah, you're like, yeah. you don't want it to go. This is how people are with kids, where they're like, I just want to freeze this moment. You always hear yes, that shit. Yes, yes. Uh, it's hard. You just have to like. I'm hanging out with my niece and nephew in Seattle. I'm just like staring at them, you know, because you just want to like. Take it in because this moment, you know. Yes. I'm just like holding them like a fruitcake. Don't get caught staring at them. Yeah, well, they look up and they're like, what's wrong with you, sure. you fucking weirdo? But you're like, I, I love you. I want to fucking cut your head off and eat it. Yes, yes. Eat the head. You got to eat the head. <laughs> it's true. but And also, they're going to blink an anal and they're going to be 39. Well, that's the thing, too, because they're on the opposite car. I'm seeing them every four months. Ah, so it's a different person all of a sudden. That's better than my dad saw me. That's pretty good. <laughs> I look at the pictures. Like I sent um, my, my friend's wife. I sent him pictures from the weekend. I'm like, or, or her. I'm like, yeah, here's pictures. And so then when you scan through the photos that you've sent, all of a sudden you're like, there's a huge difference. He's like, that's from the last visit. Uh, and you're like, this is a different person. They change it. Completely different. They change. A th- yeah. A third of their life has gone by since I, the last time I saw him. I feel the same with my, my brother's got a five-year-old. Uh-huh. And I remember when that thing was sucking on a teat. I remember when it was shitting blood. I remember when it was eating uh, baby food. And now it's five, going to school, got friends, personality, yucking it up, riding a bike. And I'm like... I gotta get in this kid's life. This is my niece here. I know, and you gotta be involved because otherwise, after time, you're like, "Who are you? What yes, is this? I yes. don't even remember you." And ah. you're like, That's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And then they look at you like, "I don't need you, you goof." Oh, how about this one? Uh, my grandmother, she's uh, got you know shit for brains. Bats in the belfry. She'll do the whole like. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm Elaine. And I'm like, oh, I'm your fucking grandson. We've we've made out eight times. You blew me on Christmas. Like, Come on. None of this is registering. She's like, oh, it's good to meet you. And I'm like, uh. And they're like, Mark, you know, Mark, he lives in New York. And she goes, oh, it's so cold. I'm like, I'm a person. Talk to me. You oh, that's skank. tough. Well, that sounds like they're struggling. She's got dementia and, uh, you know, dog shit. It's weird. Dementia always seems like it's worse for the people around than the actual person. Oh, they don't know that they don't. They don't give a fuck. They don't know who you are. She's having a blast. She's on cloud <laughs> ten. She's living it up. It, it, she she's fucking Elvis and uh, drinking scotch. Yeah, she looks at you. It doesn't matter to her that she doesn't know who you are. No, no, no. It's only sad to the peripheral people. Yes, yes, and in a way, and this is dark and rough, but get dark. She's just 
counting the minutes. He's going to croak, you know, and that's just how life is. Well, that's almost like You're a just blessing. prolonging it. It's almost a blessing in life to get to a point where you'd rather die. I That's guess. That's Thich Nhat Hanh has talked about that. He's like, what people don't understand about death, you're always afraid of death, but we don't understand in the moments before death, for the most part, you're like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. That was a good run. I hope. If you're like, if you have cancer, of course, you go through the stages of like anger and resistance or whatever the fuck it is, denial, and then eventually you get to acceptance. What's yeah. The yeah. I'm you're just checking care. the levels. All right. Good. Are you in denial? No, we're good. We got two. I'm accepting knots. the levels. Um, but then you get to a point where you're like, you've been fighting for so long, or you're sick, or you're just so tired of life, or brilliant. Like the quality of life has gone to a point where you're like, I'm actually ready now. I'm not. I, guess so. I, I lived my life. I mean, that's if you're lucky. I mean, some people get shot dead in the street yeah. or they get in a horrible car wreck. Sure. But even in that moment, they might, you know, those last few breaths be like, something's happening to me. I'm going and that's that's the end of that. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I watched the life leave my grandpa. Did I ever tell you that? I don't know. Maybe. He was on a, on death's door. Cool guy. Big, bald guy named Cleveland. That's my grandfather's name. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, old school military, fought in the Korean War, the whole thing. And big dude, 6'3", the whole thing, and, uh, you know, gigantic ears. And he was, you know, running, uh, running out of minutes. He's in a wheelchair. He's got the hospice feeding him. And uh, we're eating lunch at it because you had to stay near him. So we're eating on his table, eating lunch, Popeyes. I remember. And the, <laughs> that might have been what did it. Well, he wasn't. Oh, all right. But the lady ran in. You know, the old lady in the scrub. She goes, "I think we should all go in there. I think this could be the end." And we're like, "Oh shit!" So we all scatter. We run in the bedroom. He's in a wheelchair, and he looks at me, and he kind of reaches his hand out. And my mom was like, "Are you okay, Dad?" And they just went, "Uh." Oh, and the geez. head went back, and you saw the life go. It was wild. Wow. You could see it leave him. It was wow. crazy. It's so crazy. The light, like Chappelle talks about it inside the actor's studio. He's like, you go from like, this is my father, yeah. to what are we going to do with the body? Yes. That's exactly. the strangest thing. It's exactly. no longer, a per- it's just a thing of like, all right, well, now we got to, I guess it, we have to fly here. Where do we go to that? Yeah. Thing? Like you're making plans. Right. But yet this person is. It was a human with a life, and it gave birth to me, and it was a whole entity, and now it's just a vehicle. It's just a dead dead structure that we got to haul out of here. Wow. He gave birth to you. Well, you know what I mean. I, I do. I mean, we were talking about that, too. Derek and I, like, life is so bananas. You're sitting with these kids, and you're laughing, and they're being funny and silly, and they're full of life and all that. And it's like, that came from your balls. I know. This life started in your ball, your ball bag. Duh. Tell me about my socks, if they could talk. I mean, and then you're you're sitting there, and the kid's laughing and funny, and, like, it might have been on a night where you were like, yeah, you, you fucked that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you fucked a guy. Yeah, that wasn't me. What? And, pfft, and then there's right. a child born from that. I mean, who knows what you were doing? You're licking yes, feet or fingering a butthole, and, like, that's how, like... This life began with my finger yeah. in her ass. How about all the kids born from rape? Some lady gets raped in an alley, keeps yep. the kid. Now this kid's working at uh, Quiznos. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's still a kid. Quiznos, you're doing pretty well for a rape baby if you're at Quiznos. I guess so. Well, it's the least good of all the sub places. I don't even, I, it's I, subpar. Hmm, that's fun. All right. Um, I think Quiznos is okay. I've only had it a couple well, times. Well, Subway took a real hit. Subway stinks. Yeah, well, I think it's more popular. 
Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy John's, I don't care for. I don't, I'm not a big Jimmy John's it's either. It's very plain. Crazy. Yeah, it's, and it's oversized. It's too big. A lot of lettuce. A lot of people just go big. Oh, it's so big. I'm like, all right, but is it good? I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good. But um, you're not uh, You're not. You're not good. Not lunch. Um, but, yeah, life is just fascinating. And then, oh, so anyways, yeah, it comes out of your balls and it, like, runs up into a cunt. And then it lives in you. Yeah. I mean, it's so amazing. And then so many of them don't. Make it. It's. You know what else is kooky is uh, the whole women have eggs. They just got eggs in there, and then they shed an egg every month. Mm-hmm. You shed an egg. Is it just one egg, or is it a bunch of eggs? I don't know if it's scrambled or over easy, but some. I think it's just one. I don't know how the egg egg business works. It's gotta be a big egg then, because there's blood all over my blankets. No. And the panties, the whole thing. Well, that's not that much egg. That's more than wait, one wait, egg. Wait, you got bloody blankets. Occasionally, if you, if you well, if you're banging with an egg in there. Oh, you're banging eggs. Yeah, when the egg is I broken, see. you bang. It's. I thought she was just leaking. Because if it was just one egg, it would be a one day long. The egg would come out, and then there's blood, I and get, that's it. It's a very minimal amount. That kind, it's kind of drippy. It's what not mean, like it's. Uh, it's not like you crack an egg on a skillet, and the whole bloop. Pops well, out. all the egg baskets are different. Some people, mm. some people got fifty eggs bleeding for a week. Some are two days, yeah, and then that right. UTI fucks with your business too. UTI, like yeah. my wife. Uh, I mean, UTI? I hope she doesn't mind me talking about this. The IUD, IUD, I confuse it. Improvised HIV. explosive device, HPV, Planned Parenthood. Uh, <laughs> so, like sometimes for she got the IED, and then for like a year there was IUD? no pyramid. IED. Oh shit. IUD. IUD. Yes. Sorry. Improvised explosive devices and IED. Yes. Then there's IUD and then there's UTI, which is a school. Ah, uh-huh, then there's uh is it a school? I don't know. University that- of Tennessee, idiots. Institute. Yeah, all right. Well, anyways, for a year she had no period and now the period's back again cuz that what? thing you jam a thing up there, it fucks with your your rods and cones yeah, are all screwed up. Turvy. Yeah, and but now it, the eggs are all back cracking. So the, isn't it weird though? I mean, that's how much technology blows my asshole. Is that the this little ring up in your snatch uh-huh. knows? Because you could just be producing. If you're not shedding eggs, you'd think your body would just keep making eggs, and you just blow up because you got a bunch of you got a half dozen to a dozen. Now you got a basket of eggs in your gut. You think you just rip open? I see all kinds of women with eggs spilling out of their pants. What? But they might just be fat. Oh, oh, that was a fat joke. Fatty. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's tough. But well, it's uh, a mad sign. I don't know what's going on. Well, how about the chickens? There, those are not even those are unfertilized eggs that we're eating. Right. I don't understand because it's not a a kid in there. Yeah, you crack it, a bird doesn't fly out. Yeah, I've never understood that my whole life. I think they're unfertilized. What's that mean? That means it's a basically it's a period. Wait. Oh, okay. Because I remember George Carlin had the big joke, with humans it's an abortion, with chickens it's an omelet. Right. And I remember it was a big joke, and I remember I always fake laughs. I was like, woo, that's good stuff, but I uh, didn't know what he was talking about exactly. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense, because e- babies are fertilized, and these eggs are not. Right. Uh, but the, it's a they somehow make the egg not hatch a chicken. Yes. So that's the abortion aspect. I guess. I, think. I just don't know how they do it. Because they could have a hand. Ah, fuck. I this is where people are going to email us be like, you guys are idiots. Yeah. We've gotten more and more emails lately. Have you noticed that? About being an idiot. About being idiots. Yeah. 
And one, a couple of offended me because they were like, how do you not know that a wor- a caterpillar turns into a mother- butterfly? I'm like, well, that's what I was saying. Right. I was saying that. That might be for me. I just wasn't sure. We weren't 100%. No, but I mean. But then there's shit that I could talk to that guy about that he would be like, whatever. And I'd go, you don't fucking know that sunglasses or blah, blah, UV rays or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And some of it's stuff you learn that you don't need. It's useless. Right. What difference does it make with a caterpillar? I know how to fucking, uh, you know, masturbate. Sure. I, I know can, how to please a lady. I can juggle. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good friend and uncle and there son. You go. Right. Yo, yo. To, I can tell a joke. Uh-huh. Very entertaining. There and you also, go. some of this is played up. I mean, we're, yeah, we're, we're playing a part here. I mean, I know what an egg is. We're trying to achieve humor. I mean, I don't really know. The egg thing, that's real. I don't know what happens with a chicken and an egg. Go all in about the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Email us. Ladies, email us some stuff. I mean, we only have nine female listeners, but yeah. we appreciate it. They know about the eggs. It's the chicken of the egg, really. Uh, speaking of uh, female listeners, let's get into some business here. Oh, yeah, I got I got stuff. Yeah, me too. I mean, we're fucking halfway through. Oh, jeez. We went off on the uh, abortion clinic. I really enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I feel like I learned something, or I didn't learn anything, and tweet us, call in. I hope people are enjoying this, because... Uh, who the fuck knows anymore? No, this is a classic. Tuesdays with stories at Gmail. And then, hey, don't forget to hop on that Patreon, you sons of bitches. Yes, and uh, October 30th, Hollywood Improv yes. live show. Yes, October 30th, Hollywood Improv. Big guests. Big, Big fat, fat guests. guests. He yeah. is fat. Or yeah. she. Could be a she. We might have a fat broad on there. but might be uh, trans. Who knows? By then, you never know. He tries uh-huh. a lot of stuff out. Um, well, we got a lot of range. We open with N-word and end with uh, uterine lining. We're yeah. all over the road, folks. Well, we're not ending. We're just beginning. Oh, uh, yeah, right. I was out there in one of my favorite places in the wide world, the magical, beautiful, sparkling Pacific Northwest. Woo! Love it out there. P-N-W. Yes. Got it. How about this, by the way, real quick side note. The night before I left, I was at Gotham doing, uh, what is it called? Hot Comedy soup. Juice. Comedy Juice. But they really packed it out. Yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm talking to our old pal, Louis C.K. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice guy. Good man. Uh, on the phone. On the phone. Okay. He's doing just fine, folks. A lot of people reaching out to me, being like, oh, what if he did this? How you doing? Boop, boop, boop. How's he? Whatever. He's doing well. Yep. We're chatting on the phone, which is nice. Paul Giamatti walks by. Whoa. Giamatti. I go, I got to interrupt you. Giamatti's walking by. He's like, oh, I sat next to him on a plane one time. What a wild world. How about that? I'm on the phone with Louis C.K. and Paul Giamatti standing in front of me. What a city. Wacky, wacky nights. What I a life. I love that. Two talented bald men. Yes, two beautifully, not beautiful, spectacularly talented men. Two ugly geniuses. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant performers. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and man, but yeah, Giamatti had like a whole entourage walking around him, which was weird because he doesn't feel like an entourage guy mm. i think it might have been like hangers on or something weird but anyways that was a fun moment woke up the next morning had the first flight i'm going to pearl jam of course we've talked at ad nauseum about pearl jam here i'm a big nut and oh, yeah. uh, they're playing safeco field wednesday friday i got tickets to both <laughs> fan club tickets for wednesday and now i get paranoid these pearl jam shows they mean so much to me so i bought the first Flight out. I wanted to fly out Tuesday, but then you lose a day with the wife. Ah, you love the wife. I love the wife more than I love Pearl Jam even. It's Interesting. close. Interesting. You've seen Pearl Jam more. Probably. 
So then I get the early flight, first flight out, 7.15 a.m. flight, Ugh. which is brutal. JFK or LaGuardia? JFK. Ah, oh, even worse. So I got a 5.15 wake up. You got that right. Which is 2.15 Seattle time. Uh-huh. So I'm making up at 2.15 Seattle time. Now, just to jump ahead, these Pro Gym shows, they go for five, six, nine hours. Oh, my God. So the God. show ends at 11.30 Seattle time. Oh, so that's, God. I mean, almost 21 hours later. Yeah. So I get the pickup, take the car out there to Seattle, and it's so exciting, these Pearl Jam shows. I get to the terminal, or the gate, and everybody's decked out in Pearl Jam. Every oh, guy, oh, Pearl Jam this, cool. Sub Pop Records, fucking, and that, like, sometimes it's like associated. You don't want to wear the Pearl Jam shit, so you have like, the associated shirt, but I'm like, they're going to the show. This guy's oh, wearing a Melvin yeah. shirt. This guy's got Butthole Surfer yes, shirt. I got an Eddie lunch. Vedder solo shirt. And it's like we're a team, the whole gang. These I'm like, are your people. We're all looking at each other, wink. I bumped into a fan, John or Matt or Mike or Steve, and it was the night after the roast battle aired. He's like, ah, oh, your wife killed you last night. And he's like, I'm John or whatever his name How was. How about that? And that was exciting. And we start talking Pearl Jam. He's like, well, you got good time. I'm going to this show. You're going to that show. I'm like, if you need extra tickets, I have an extra ticket. We're sitting fan club the one night. And there's Woo! all this shorthand. I love it. It's exciting. And everybody, half the flight is fucking Pearl. We're all winking at each other, high-fiving, looking. I hope they play this. I hope they play that. Suck my dick. Eat my ass. I'll blow Eddie. And then, like, you get off. You get off the plane at the end, and like it felt like we were a team. It felt like a sports team. Yes. Like arriving for the big night. The show's in a few hours, and like one by one, we're all walking off with our gear. It was so exciting. You I feel like you're it. part of a thing, a situation, a scene is happening. It's an out-of-shape sports team. So then I get there, and uh, you know Derek's about 40 minutes late to pick me up. Ah, of a bitch. That was, big D. What happened? That was a bummer. You know, it's a whole situation. He's got kids. I'll get over it. Uh-huh. Uh, so he picks me up. Then we go out. I'm out on Alki Beach. West Seattle feels like a second home or a third home, I guess. I got Massachusetts, New York, Seattle, the whole thing. Yes, the big three. You live long enough. You have enough close friends. You have, feel like you have all these second homes. L.A., you visited a yes. bunch. I got Chris Walsh over there. And then I got Ohio. I got, like, Canner's family. Uh-huh. And then, of course... Massachusetts, and then Seattle, and so I'm out there in uh, Seattle. Great time. I just love West Seattle. Alki Beach, Lincoln Park, your mother's cunt, the whole thing. Yeah. And then my parents are coming in. They're flying what? out because they want to come see. Every time I'm there, I'm like, you guys would love it. There's craft beer. It's wow. green and the Pearl Jam and the and Derek's family. You guys got to come out. So they're coming out, which is like a dream come true, you know? Wow, not for me. I always wanted them out there to see. Well, you want the parents to see the stuff. Sure. And, do uh, they like the jam, or do they not care? No, they don't care. My dad, I've taken to a few shows. I All think right. he likes music. I don't know. I don't know what he thinks, to be honest. Hard to read that fellow. He's a tough, tough read. I struggle with it, but I think he likes it. What is it? A Henry? Henry. Tom? Steve. Your dad is Steve. Steve's Steve the List. Dad. Nice Steve. Steve List. Huh. He's a real Steve. He doesn't feel like a Steve. Hi, Stevie to me. Uh, Steve's usually like, hey, what's up? I'm Steve, yeah! Oh, really? I find Steve to be a little more subtle. Well, look at Steve-O. Oh, he's a maniac, but that's Steve-O. Hey, Steve. <laughs> that's Steve-O. Right. Steve with my dick, I'm Steve-O. I'm trying to think of another Steve. Any O. Marco is weird. <laughs> Polo, Solo, Han Solo, Bozo. Yeah. Homo. <laughs> uh, dildo. Harpo, Groucho. Oh, yeah, Chico. I had a whole idea for years about the fifth Marx brother called Dildo. Oh. And he was too blue to get in the act. I love it. And he's got dildos hanging. He's like, ah, your mother's gone. He's just saying horrible stuff. It's black and white, you know? <laughs> They're kicking him out of the club? Dildo Marx, yeah. He's like, this should be the bit. He's like, what if I raped a woman? They're like, you can't do that. All right. And like, you do it in real life. And Harpo's like, quiet. <laughs> Hobo. Um, 
All right, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, so the whole family's out in West Sea. Well, they don't come. They're coming in late Wednesday night. I get there Wednesday, and boy, I'm going to get emotional reliving it because it was such a special, fun, great weekend. It was like dreams come true. Pearl Jam in Seattle, Derek, his kids, the whole thing. And so I go hang out. I'm hanging out at his house with the kids, and I'm whipping them around. It's so fun. You get his daughter's six, and his son, Joe, uh-huh. is two. How cute. And we're on the bed. It's so fun to just... Fucking manhandle some children. Oh, yeah. You grab them by the ankle. You can just do a helicopter and whip them. They're I loving love it. it. I love it. Yeah, you can really take out some steam on these tykes. And now now his, his daughter's my buddy. That's my pal. So we're uh-huh. happy to see each other. I mean, like this is like one of my favorite. It's a child. She's fucking six. One of my favorite people in the world. How about that? Genuinely funny. It's so funny when you meet a kid who's like, you're a funny person. Interesting. Six-year-old girl. I'm like, you're actually a funny person. Yeah. Which is very exciting and bizarre that is nice you don't have to fake it what's funny is joe he's only two i saw him you know a year ago mm. well, i saw him for a little bit four months ago he doesn't even know who i am no, i'm just some course. random person that walks in and i'm just picking him up and throwing him against the couch and whipping him upside down he's dying laughing i'm like this kid has no defense mechanism wouldn't that be weird to have a stranger just tossing you around as like a 34 year old and he's like this is great yeah you're, you're just laughing they're tickling your belly and like you know you know Children or babies only have two fears. What are the fears? Falling, and I can't remember the other one. Mm. Shit, we're Heights, only in bed dogs. with two fears. Innately, we only have two fears. Really? I can't remember the other one. Because you learn them eventually. You learn, oh, a burglar could break in. You don't know what a burglar is when you're that young. Well, I think we talked about this before. There was some uh I think guy. it's loud noise, maybe. I can't remember. Well, I read a... Look, I think we talked about this before. Some philosopher believed, it was in like the Thich Nhat Hanh or Eckhart Tolle, one of those guys, mm-hmm. that all of our fear, maybe it was Tara Brock or Jack Kornfield. It was one of those people. That's who I've, yeah. I read a lot. Was uh, there, We only have really two fears. Adults, all of our fears are, are stemmed from two things, dying or being alone. Like mm. all of your fears are directly related. Alan, our therapist, disagrees, but I think it's a good point. That's something Like there. a height, you're afraid of falling off the sure, thing. Sure, that's dying. Or if you're afraid of... Commitment, you're afraid to like that the person isn't going to like you or that you're going to you. die without the person or you're going to be alone or fear oh, of, interesting. Uh, you know, fear of snakes is dying or fear of public speaking is like you're going to say something stupid. Everyone will hate you and won't want to be around you. And mm-hmm. so they're all directly related to those two things. Chew on that when you get a chance. But anyways, it's just funny. That these kids aren't like, what's up with you? There's no like, I guess they assume like, well, you're in my house, so you must be okay. You're welcome. Yeah. But I... Beat the snot out of them. That was fun for a Beat while. Beat the children. Then we went to Pearl Jam, and I got the the fan club general admission. Now, there's a big... They're playing at the stadium, Safeco Field, which yeah. is 47,000 people. But there's a whole section. I don't know if it's 1,000 people. That's just an open general admission pit. Oh, yeah. And I got those seats for the best seats in the house. Really? But they're not seats. They're stands. Oh, but can, you can you mosh? You can get... Ah, no one really moshes anymore. We're old now, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And people, you're like, oh, we're trying to watch the show. Get away from me. Uh-huh. But we get there early, and then there's some beautiful fans. I got to look up the name. They wanted to meet me because they were like, we can't go to your show on Thursday because we're leaving town, but they're like, we want it. We got a gift for you. We want to give you this gift. Oh my lord! You're you're meld. You're, is it melding? You're melding the two people, the Pearl Jams and the Twos game. I was try really trying to do that, and uh, fuck, I gotta find her name. And ah, uh, oh, son of an onion, I'll find it after. I'll put it in post. But she was so sweet. She was messaging me like, we gotta meet you beforehand. We got we got a present for you. And uh, it was so nice. Oh, I have one for you, too. For me? Yes. Holy I got to find this son of a bitch. I love these people. So I'm, uh, I'm in line at the merch line, and she comes running down the, the aisle. She's like, Joe, over here. She comes over, gives me two 
Uber gift cards. What? One for you, one for me. Oh Car with a lovely God. thing in there. And there was a cigar, which I smoked the night of the show, right after the show. Holy hell, Uber. Beautiful cigar, two Uber gift cards. So kind. And plus, you look like a million bucks as I'm in line at the merch line. Someone's like, Joe List. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, signing autographs and taking photos and coming back with gifts. Everyone's like, who the hell is this guy? Right, right. Wow. I'm more of a Lyft guy. So that was exciting. I. I use Lyft exclusively, but we I'm plugged joking. it into my, my friend. Nah, I'm not. But I plugged it into my friend's Uber, and we got home that night. There you go. So that night, I used her gift card to get home and smoked the cigar. Thank you, madam. Special night. I got to find them, but my messages are all locked in here. I got 10 different people have messaged me, this so now is, I can't find it. This is the merch it. line at the comedy show. Yes. Okay. Oh, here she is. Lisa. Lisa Turtle. Lisa and somebody else. Lisa, it's Petra, your and it was a guy, and I forget his name. Happy birthday, or Maybe Lisa. she never gave me his name. But anyway, she was sweet as pie, lovely gal. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa's mate. You're good people, and we, we really appreciate it. It was so nice and kind. Maybe It filled me with warmth. Yes, warmth. So then the show starts, and we're about 40 feet from the band, up there in the pit, three-hour show. Killer, killer show, rock and roll at its finest, oh, yeah. 36th show, went to my 37th on Saturday, this time Derek came with his wife, Erica, this time we had seats, Oh yeah. and that was killer, I felt bad, there was a guy in front of us with like a big Pearl Jam tattoo and like the, the poster backpack thing, so yeah. you could buy the merch, and he was with his son, you could, this broke my heart. You could tell he was like, I want to bring my son to his first Pearl oh, Jam no. show. I know where this is going. And the kid just was slouching in his seat, made no effort to stand or oh, hear. Arms, arms folded, and like three songs in, you could see the guy like elbowing his kid, like, come on, like, what are you doing? And the kid ah. was just like, ah, this sucks. And then he just picked him up, and they left. Four oh. songs in. The guy's probably been to 100 shows, 300 bucks, oh. the whole thing, parking. That and his kid a- just... Ugh. He should have been aborted. I mean, that kid's... He should fake it for the dad. Fake it for have the a, have dad. Have consideration, you snot-nosed cunt. Well, he has no idea how badly this is breaking his father's yes. heart. Maybe the dad beats him or like was Hopefully. never around because he was at Pearl Jam shows or yeah. whatever, but... Man, I felt so bad for the guy. And then I feel another bad, speaking of fans... I bet that kid's name was Jeremy. Probably Jeremy Spokane, Washington. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there was this this woman, Judith, who's a Tampa lady. You probably met her before. Side splitters? Side splitters, yeah. She's always down there. She's a big Pearl Jam nut. She came out. She came to my show and both Pearl hey. Jam shows. I feel terrible. I got to make amends to her because she was sitting one section over, like eight rows in front of me. Uh-huh. So I kept bumping into her the whole week because we're all going to all these Pearl, Easy Street Records and all these Pearl Jam places. And she was nice. She had a friend who's, I forget her name too. We're chatting, talking Pearl Jam, talking comedy. I come down before the show. I'm like, have a good show. Hope you enjoy it. I'll be right over there if you need me. And then in the middle of the show, this guy in front leaves. Mm-hmm. So I sent her a Twitter message being like, hey, the row in front of me, because I had better seats. She was lower and blocked by the speakers. So I'm like, I got an empty row if you guys want to come up here. Yeah, come on. But I wrote. You. The wrong section. Oh, so she yeah. went to the next section over. She's like packed. She's like, and then she was very nice about it. She's like, I couldn't find the row. I didn't see what you were talking about. You wrote 137. I was like, fuck oh, me hard. You ruined her day. So instead of giving her a better seat, I just made her like look in the dark being like, hello, Joe. Like it was like uh, Costanza at the movie theater. So sorry, chase. Judith. Sorry, Jew. I fucked you. Uh, but anyways, hope you enjoyed the show. Two killer, killer Pearl Jam shows. The second one, three and a half hours. I went bananas. I lost my voice. I lost my hearing. Yes, virginity. Great night. I lost that. 
six months earlier, but that's neither here nor there. That's good. And then uh, Saturday, I'll, I'll just speed through it, was Sub Pop Records Festival. They turned 30. Sub Pop Fest down Alki Beach. We went down to that. That was great. Killer, killer time. Any bands of note? Well, Mud Honey was there. Uh, Father Honey. John Misty, who ah. I, I didn't see. I, we had to go back. We had the kids with us. That was the whole thing. Ah, the fucking kids. And then now the guy from Presidents of the United States of America. Remember that? She's Lump. Of course, lumped. of course. He, he's now a big Peaches. kid singer. Kid singer. His name is Casper Banana Pants or something like that. That's a good name for a kid singer. And he's big. Uh, the second part's not right. Casper's oh. real. But he does all these kids songs. We went and watched him. The kids loved it. He's kids. like a mosh pit of children. I feel like that's when you, you failed. He sings some tune. Bubble, bubble, oh, bubble, pop. The dino went boo, ba -da -ba -da -bee. Oh. But he sings it in a way. I mean, this guy's a pedophile. President of the United States is all very kiddish, also. Millions I mean, of peaches. Yeah. Peaches for me. Yeah, it's a kid's song. She's so lump. She's lump. He went right over to kids' songs, and uh, it was just great. It was a great. Rock and roll. I dreamed all day in class about a rock and roll weekend. Wow. Great time. Great great Seattle weather. My parents were there. They drank the beers. We went to Pike's Place. We went to the beach. We went to the park. We sat in Derek's backyard. We grilled out. We got some halibut and uh, ate up it. some fish, some rice pilaf, hung with the kids. Special, special Time in my life. I really loved it. And uh, it's hard to come back. Now I'm back. I'm trying yeah. to know how to be... Back to work. I know. I haven't written a joke. I haven't tweeted. Uh, um, I'm gay. and But you gotta li you're living. You're living in it. Not to mention that Pacific air comes in on that back porch. Mm. When you're in Seattle... The air is fresher and the weather is better. And it's a little, little, the air's a little wet. It's wet. It was rock and roll. It was just beautiful. It was family and it was just dreams coming true. Really touching. And uh, I love... The kid and, and kids really put you in the moment. That's oh, the nice thing about yeah. children. They're living, baby. Is you're in the moment, you're hanging with them, and you're you're having some fun, and you can really learn and laugh. And uh, it was really just a hearty, fun time. It's the interesting thing about children because you're very booty, Buddhisty, tick not anal. You got the whole thing going. Live in the moment. Live in the now. Be you. Be free. And you're aware that this will all dissipate. This is just a moment in time, and yeah. they're not. But yet somehow they're more in the moment than you. Yeah, I think because they're unaware of it. Exactly. They're, the unawareness is nice. It's the um, beginner's mind, all that stuff. They're just, uh -huh. they're just. This is it. This is it. But I'm you can just... slowly they develop anxiety. You can see them I know, starting to develop it. The really young ones, they're completely in the moment. Ah, uh, like animals. Animals but, are just in the moment. A yeah. deer is never thinking about what he said two nights earlier. But the question is, would you rather know or not know? Well, I'd rather be. I'd, I'd like to be a human of most of all the animals. No, no, no. I'm saying as a kid or not a kid, like the kids don't know. They're just living life. They're just. I want a candy. I go get a candy. I want to play with Joe. I go play with Joe. But they were thinking, I gotta soak every inch up. This is amazing. I'm gonna die one day. Holy hell! Well, the thing is, you have to try to do both. You, you do have to both. have the knowledge, but not let the knowledge of illness and. Uh, Death bum you out. You gotta just stay in the moment and know that that's coming. Accept that, and Except it's not here yet. Yeah. We're doing okay. Uh, yeah. We're doing okay, folks. Don't look now, but you're doing okay. Well, speaking of okay, it's a, a year at your wedding. In a, in a, what are we talking about? Anniversary? Yeah, we're just, we're just past a year now. Well, first of all, I want to say this. I had a uh, a weird run-in. Oh, geez, we're almost out of time. I know, I know. But we'll, st we'll do more later. Okay. I, I did an hour set at the Fat Black. Pussycat? Yes. And, you know, it's one of the cool things the Comedy Cellar does if you... you Check out a time slot. They let you do an hour, which is insane to do an hour in New York City. 
and we sold it out. Nice. Some Tuesdays there. I had a couple friends open for me, Ian Lara and Brendan Ayer, and they did, they did a couple minutes. And uh, we sold it out, and it was just magical just doing – I had fans there. There were Tuesdays there. Thanks for coming out. It got to the point where I was walking in, and I heard people going, there he is. There he oh, is. that's a good feeling. That's the best feeling. And you're like, who, me? What? I'm nothing. I'm a piece of garbage. But you go in, you go on, and you can see him going, this is the guy I told you about, which is so nice that people were talking about you in another setting. That's what we need. That's what we need. Tell that's a friend. Nice. So – I go on, I have a fun set. I'm hanging out with a couple people later. Uh, we're on the sidewalk. One guy's waiting for an Uber, and uh, I'm just standing there with him. He's like, Goog, you know, on his phone, and I'm looking around, and this, this homeless guy, you know, he didn't look too bad. He just, you know, he looked like a kid, like, ah, my basketball team needs money. Here's some candy. Who's, he looked like one of those guys. Uh-huh. So he walks up to me, and he goes, uh, hey, you got any change? And I go, I was being dead serious. I wasn't trying to fuck with him. I go, I actually gave it to a guy just before you. Because that's a thing in New York. You get so many hobos that you might give your change to a guy, then you bump into another hobo, and he goes, where's the change? You go, I gave it to him. And they go, ah. I know. We've talked about it. you got to have a hat or yes. a light or something. Receipt. Like, I'm a, a good button. person. I gave, yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah? And he didn't like that. Mm. And I go, yeah, yeah, I gave it up. What do you want? And he goes, how much did you give? And it was like very aggressive, like how much you give, like Oof. poking at me. And I go, I don't know change it was change and he goes all right and i go yeah yeah well what's the problem and he's like uh mm, i don't think he gave the guy change it was like a larry david moment with oh, a hobo wow so eventually the, my friend he was like looking down at his phone he goes ah there's there's the car and we walk away and he goes yeah walk away like what the fuck yeah of course i'm walking away yeah we're gonna hang out yeah exactly so it was a whole weird thing and then the whole night you know my friend gets in the car i'm just like should i have done something should i push this guy then you start picturing yourself do you do that? I go back to my apartment. I, I get into a fist fight in, in my head in the dark. Oh, I'm always arguing in my head. I'm undefeated in my head. I still lose, sadly. But it's bad. It's a bad way to live. you got to yeah. move on. The guy's unstable. He's uh, un, uncouth, and he's crazy. I just wish I had a better skill of being able to be funny and quick in those moments. Like those aggressive, uh, what do you call that, fight or fl- Not really fight or Confrontational. Yes. Sorry, I touched Eesh. your leg. Eesh. Um... Well, that was bare skin there, too. I know. <laughs> but, uh, My dick moved. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I've held all those uh, conversational moments. I wish I was on stage, I'm fine. With a microphone, I'm fine. But I wish in those moments I was a little zippier because I'm too worried about the conversation to think clearly. Right. But this is an unstable part. You shouldn't be getting in, in, in these yeah. things with street people. I mean, yeah. he's an unfortunate soul, this guy. Yeah, you're right. It's you're one right. thing if it's a guy at a bar or like a club manager yeah, or, or a like heckle. a, a heckler. This guy's, you know... He's a street person. Yeah, he's got some problems. All right, so... Poppy's got some problems. Poppy's a little sloppy. So uh, I go back home. Now, I, I lived it up. I had a couple beers with all of my friends. Donnelly was out, and I, this guy got an Uber. I was yelling at a hobo. Now it's like 4 in the morning or 3 in the morning, and I have a flight at 6 a.m., which means I have to be at the airport for 5, which means I... Have, so I just stay up all night. Yeah. Which is never good, but I, I had no choice. So I stay up all night, and I'm going straight to Cape Cod for a wedding. My Ooh. girlfriend's sister is getting married. And I go, oh, wow, this will be nuts, but it's going to be a bit. Getting to Cape Cod is harder than getting to New Orleans. Mm. It's the weirdest thing because, I, first of all, I had to go to the airport. Now I'm on no sleep. I'm like, all right, the flight to Boston is 45 minutes, literally. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'll get through the security line, sleep in the terminal for 10 minutes, then I'll get on the plane, sleep for 45 minutes. Isn't it funny how you're like, oh, I'll just sleep all the time I have? Right. Like you have no trouble falling asleep. You're not worried about the flight. You're not worried about right. whatever. So 
Of course, I don't sleep in the terminal. I get on the plane. They bump me up to first class. That's nice. So I'm like, oh, this is something. But it's a 45-minute flight, so what are you going to do? So I steal some stuff from the airport, as you do. And I get on the airplane. I can't fall asleep. Of course not. Then you land in Beantown. Now I have to get on a Peter Pan bus to go to Hyannis. Now where is the family? Where is the girl? Uh, they're already there. Ah. She's in the, the, the wedding party. Oh, so, so they got to get there, there two weeks early. Yeah. And then, you know, fuck. So uh, I get to high, I get to airport. Got to get on a Peter Pan bus. Peter Pan bus is late. Finally, I get on the bus, and the ladies text me like, we got to pick you up in Sagamore. Get out at Sagamore. And ah. I was like, okay. So now we're on the bus, and I go up to the front guys. Giant guy with earbud, big Beats by Dre. And I go, excuse me, sir. I look like such a puss. I'm like, excuse me. Does this get off at Sagamore? And he goes, behind the line. Ah. And I go, Jesus. Well, does it get off at Sagamore? He goes, behind the line. I go, all right. I'm sorry. So now I just go sit back down. Now I'm the guy going, excuse me. Does this get off at Sagamore? And all these like weird tatted up Bostonians are like, ah, Red Sox or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Got a great team. Yeah, so now I'm just trying to read signs, and I'm looking looking out the window going, all right, does that say Sagmore? Maybe I can see a sign that says Sagmore 10 miles or something. But then I fall asleep. Oh, now I fall asleep oh, after the whole geez. shebang of not oh, trying to sleep. Forget it. I fall asleep. Now, now, mind you, this is an hour bus ride, but it could go for five hours. This, this thing's going all the way to Montreal for all I know. Yeah. So uh, I go, oh, shit. So I wake up, and I'm like, ah, how long was I out? I look at my phone. Eight missed calls oh. from the girl. I was like, oh, my God, I'm fucked. I missed the wedding. I hate myself. I'm going to kill the beats by Dre. Eight calls. So I go, ah, and I look at the phone, and she goes, where are you? What are you doing? Why are you answering? What happened? Ah, and I go, ah, oh, I'm, 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 I fell asleep. I'm up. And I look out the window. It says Sagamore. Oh, Nelly. And he goes, ah, tsh, Sagamore. That was Mass- a great bus sound. Oh, thank you. Tsh. Yeah, and I go, holy hell, I just happened to wake up at the Sagamore stop. I grab my stuff, and I'm wearing a full suit, by the way, because I didn't know. I'm going to the rehearsal dinner. What? The whole time, they were like, you got to be here by suit. noon, the rehearsal dinner. And I'm thinking rehearsal dinner like at noon. i got to be there. It's like a big lunch. I put it on last night, and I slept in it. I did. <laughs> Basically, I slept on the bus. Oh, my God. So I get out of the, the, the bus. They're right there waiting for me. I was like, oh, my God. This is all in that, that sleepy haze, too. Yeah. I'm the only guy on a bus in a suit, by the way. So then I get off the Peter Pan bus. I got some fairy dust and uh, I'm fucking. What's the? What, I'm a lost boy. Yeah, you're like red. Yes. Shawshank. Thank you, Shawshank. Uh, quite a honeypot. So then uh, I get picked up by her dad, and he's like, "What? What are you in a suit there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's wearing a bathing suit and Daisy Dukes and a tube top. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm sweating bullets." We get to the rehearsal, and everybody's in shorts. The whole thing's a, a sham. I feel like an idiot. I'm out there in the sun, in a suit. So we had a great time. We uh, we go to the the big party, the pre-party. The wedding is on Saturday. It's uh-huh. Friday. They have a big party. And, uh, you know, you just get shit-faced, basically, in this food. And it's a great time. Very New England. You know, a lot of pastel and big hats and uh-huh. uh, Cape Cod drinks and vodka sodas. Get sloppy, play some cornhole, eat some fish, you know, blackout. Now I've gotten – I bla- we blackout at, like, 4 in the morning – 9 a.m., door kicks open. We're staying in like a cottage. And it's the whole wedding party. All the girls, the bridesmaids, the maids of honor, whatever you call it, geese a laying. They all come in and they all go, hey, we're doing our hair and makeup in here. They put on Beyonce. 
The whole place is reeking of hairspray. They got a professional makeup lady. You know, she rolls out that giant artillery shell thing full uh, of makeup. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't sleep. So me and the, the the girlfriend's brother go, all right, well let's let's hit the town. I'm so hungover. I still haven't gotten a full night's sleep. We go hit the town. We go to like the flea market, Cape Cod. It's just it's beautiful, but it's just like a small dead town. It's uh-huh. all beach. Well, which town are you in? I'm in uh, Yarmouth. Oh, right. Yarmouth. Dennis Yarmouth. What do you think? That's fine. It's just cute, boring. There's a little church here. There's a little diner here. Yeah, it's whatever. There's bars. Yeah, it's whatever. So I go to a fucking flea market just to kill some time. I'll, I'll uh, blow through this. And uh, so the girl is giving a speech. You're a girl. Yeah. Oh, boy. So that's, she's terrified. She's, mm-hmm. she's not you know, exactly a public speaker. Plus, she's speaking in front of her family. They're very judgmental. It's New England. She's got to nail it. But she wants to kill. Fear of being alone. Yes, you got to kill. She wants to nail the speech, but everyone else is giving speeches. They're just like, this is a poem from Robert Frost. You know, the ducks are geese and blow me and all that. And then uh, love is in the air. And, uh, you know, late September back in 63. So, uh... She's freaking out about the speech, so we we stay up. I meant to tell you, we stay up the whole night before the speech, writing the speech. Oh, God. we're working on it. She's freaking out, and I got some good lines in there if I don't if I don't uh, mind uh, saying. But she uh, the the wedding comes. She kills the speech. I'm on no sleep. We get drunk. There's a bonfire on the beach after the wedding. The whole thing was great. Hope I'm not leaving anything crackle, out. Crackle, crackle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, three million drinks. I uh, danced with their grandmother. That was awkward. Oh they have s'mores on the beach after bonfire. Then we go to bed. We wake up the next day. We go out to the Beachcomber. Mm. It's a famous bar out there. They cr- they shuck their own oysters right off the water. It's a beautiful beach, like right on the sand. So cool. Then we drive to P-Town. You ever been to Provincetown? I have, yes. I, I spent I've a couple never... nights there by myself, if you know what I mean. Aha, uh-huh. it's a big gay haven. It's the gay haven. It's a gay haven. It was like the original gay haven. Yes. It's way up on the, the hook of the cape. Right on the, the toe, the fingernail. Yes. And uh, I'll tell you, it's manicured. And boy, there are just gay guys walking on the street, you know, uh, fully decked out in drag and all these drag shows and all these guys buff and hot pants and boots. And, uh, boy, that's a cool play. The gays know how to party. They know how to live it up. Well, the gay means happy, right? right. I mean, they're, they're gay. They are gay. They're out there being gay. It's beautiful. You see those guys with the big purple thongs and that yeah. giant cock fucking filling it out. Makes you wonder, why aren't the lesbians as chipper? Uh, I don't know. There might be some chipper lesbians. I mean, I think chipper maybe chipper lesbian, but they're not. It's not a th- a thing. Well, part of it is like I think that they have all the 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 harshness of being gay and also of being women. Uh-huh. That's like it's like a double difficult. They've yeah. had a tough go of it, these gay women. Well, but I feel like straight women are way more chipper than gay women, and I feel like gay men are way more chipper than straight men. Hmm, that is interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Well. Men are very sexually driven, and it seems, th- uh-huh. this may be a stereotype, it seems like the gay sex is just flowing, so I they're all getting right. laid. They're, they got empty balls out there. Yeah. They're fucking everywhere. That's a great point. You know so what I mean? straight and guys then, are all pent up. We can't just get laid as easily. Yeah, and gay men, there's tons of gay hot men. Yes, There's tons. way less hot gay women. 
Ah. So a lot of them might be, you know, eating the box of someone they're not that attracted to. Right, bad but box. But gay men, they're studs. But I feel like gay women could be as hot as straight women, but they choose to be male-looking. They got the business suit on, the flat top, and the, the shitty glasses. But some are no sure. Like, I think my wife's a beautiful woman. If she shaved her head and put on a pair of overalls, I'd still find her attractive. But why shave the head is what I'm saying. Why not look hot, as hot as you do? I'm saying it doesn't matter what they do. They could have long curls and heels and pumps and tits. They just got <laughs> they weird faces. Wait, wait. Do you think because a woman is a lesbian and likes a gash that she's got an uglier face? In, the, in my experience, I mean, there's some hot ones. Like Brandy Carlisle is very beautiful. She's a les? She's a big les. Oh, I didn't know that. I see a lot that I'm like, yikes, what's going on Portia here? Portia Della Rossi. There's a lot of hot dykes out there. I know, but there's more hot gay guys. Because they choose. They work out. They go. It's a thing. They go for it. So you're saying they're just not working out and they're not dressing well. I'm saying if you're going to have a shaved head as a woman, you're going to be less attractive than a woman with a full head of long flowing locks. I'm saying the majority of hot women I've seen in my life have been straight. I agree, but that's by choice. They work at it. I'm saying lesbians work at it less than straight women, and gay guys work but, at it more than straight guys. But it sounds guys. like you're talking about, the uh, to use a negative term, the butch. Aha. Uh-huh. The butch male women. Yes. There's still like a female effeminate version. Yes, but why? Then I don't see that many hot ones. Well, you could do the same with gay guys. There's still the, the super buff, hot gay guy. Then there's the bear. I'm attracted to all gay men. Same. <laughs> I like gay women. I don't know if we're supposed to be talking about this. I don't either, but, but it's a, it's something to think about, the but whole I, chipper I do think, thing. So maybe not the attractive thing, but I think the getting laid thing is something. I think you got something there. Yeah, I think they're, they're blowing each other and they're coming on each other's backs and they're just chipper. The key to happiness is uh, just getting laid and that's all we're trying to do. Yeah, but the a, women are holding us back. If a guy was coming on my back nightly, I'd be a lot more chipper. Sure. Hint, hint. And sticky. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. All right. So we had a great time and uh, took the took the Amtrak back and uh, good to be back in New York. And I had the same thing. I did Legion of Skanks the other night and I just felt unfunny because you go three days without telling a joke and cracking wise. And uh, now we got to get back into it. Yeah, it's cuckoo, cuckoo puffs for yeah. dinner. I got uh, I mean, at the time of recording this, at the time you're hearing this. I'm in Albany this weekend, but uh, right now, as we're recording, I'm about to go to Dallas, and I feel like I haven't done comedy, but it doesn't take long to get back in. We're back in the swing of things. We're back we're funny, guys. Swing. I'm a swinger. So, Where are you um, going to be? What are you going to do? Who are you going to blow? This weekend, I'm at the Albany Funny Bone with Tom Dustin, so Woo-wee! come on out to that. If you're anywhere within the area, come on out. It always means, even if nine people come out total, it means so much to us. Yes. We really appreciate it. Chipotle gift card, always means welcome. Means a lot. Goes a long way. Keep yelling at them on Twitter, by the way. They're, they're going to crack soon. Yeah, and then Patreon. Get on the Patreon. We're putting so much stuff up there. It's an exciting time to be alive, and it keeps going up. So thank yes. you for joining everyone that has joined. Thank you. We're up to almost 1,000 people, I believe. Holy dick. Or 900, whatever. That's almost 1,000. Yeah, it's getting there. And then Norway. I haven't plugged Norway. I'm coming to Norway with Sarah in October. Uh, Bergen, two shows in Bergen and one show in Oslo. I put the ticket link on my Twitter. Huntsville, Alabama coming to. And I got Sarah on board, which thank God, because I was not seeing her for a big chunk of time. But she's now coming to Huntsville with me. Yes. So uh, check out her podcast, Vag. Check out, come out to Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, where else? Cleveland, uh, Funny Patch. What the hell's the name of that club? Hilarities. Oh, uh, yeah, Funny Patch. <laughs> I'll be at the Hilarities <laughs> in Cleveland with Canner. Albany Funny Bone with Tom Dustin. Huntsville, Alabama with Sarah Talamash. Norway with Sarah Talamash. Portland in December. I'm coming all all over the country. You're going to Norway? 
Yeah. Holy dick. Can't wait. All right. I'm going to be at Hyenas as well. I'm going to Hartford this weekend. We'd love to see some Tuesdays out in the Connecticut. Uh, what else is there? Shit in my mouth. Zany, Chicago, Wisconsin, uh, Liberty Funny Bone. That's basically Cincinnati. Uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, geez. I know I'm leaving out a good one. What's that good one I'm missing there, folks? You know it. You love it. It's all on the website. Omaha, then Tampa. Uh, so yeah, a lot of stuff. Gotham in New York, New Jersey Stress Factory, Uncle Vinny's, Liberty Funny Bone, uh, Rumors in Winnipeg, and, uh, Seattle. I'm going out to the Pacific Anal. So, uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Check the website, marknomancomedy.com. We got stuff on YouTube. We got albums. Tell a friend. October 30th, Improv in Hollywood for the live app. Big That's guest. That's gonna be huge. Big fat guest hairy guest big shirtless guest easy there oh, chachi and uh yeah i'm gay you're fat we're all cum guzzling nazis and uh thanks we love you and we'll see you in hell <laughs>